Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, a podcast for guitar dads by guitar dads. This week, Velcro, pedals, and a supplies party. And the guys are bored stiff. It's a sticky situation this week on the Guitar Dads Podcast. Now, the two dudes who supply the power each and every week, Matt and Dave. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Matt. And I'm Dave. And welcome to the pod, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for your comments. Thanks for hanging out in the Facebook group. Yes. Why don't you hit, hit, hit them up with the Facebook group? Where are we? Facebook group, Guitar Dads Pod. Is it Guitar Dads Pod or Guitar Dads Podcast? Guitar Dads Podcast. Type in Guitar Dads Podcast into Facebook and you will see our group and we will accept you into the group. No questions asked. No questions asked. How do you like that? All these other groups, they I'm ask not asking you qu- any questions. All these other groups, I'm they ask you questions. Me. Not us. We just let you in. It's like, what is this? The Inquisition? Come on. Unless you act like a dick and then we're going to kick you out. But anyway, so yeah, thanks yep, to all we're, the- we're, we're taking, we're taking the 60 cycle hum approach, which is don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Um, Pretty much anything goes, but don't be a dick. That's right. Uh, but it, thank you. To each and every one of our listeners, are, uh, we are loving seeing uh, you guys like what we do. Uh, you guys are driving the ship. And um, we we would really appreciate those of you that are listening every week. Please make sure to subscribe, like, follow, all that stuff. You know what to do. It really helps us out and helps uh, drive this thing forward and, and helps us get to the point where we can do more for you guys, for your guys' entertainment. Um, and you can find us Absolutely. on, yeah, find us on Instagram at guitar dads pod. And you can find us, uh, like Matt said on Facebook, come along for the ride where we're posting there every week. And we're posting, uh, almost on a daily basis on Instagram. So come check us out there and, uh, yeah, let's yeah. get, what do you think? Should we get into this week? I think we get into this week's pod, Dave. Well, this, what are we doing? Well, what are we doing this week? Well, we're doing this week a little bit different this week. We're going to skip the news and notes because there wasn't much in the news this week. Um, let's hope. Okay. And uh, yeah, <laughs> but you wanted to talk about an interesting <laughs> topic. <laughs> Matt's laughing. Let's hope. <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope. Let's yeah. hope. <laughs> okay, fine. We're, we're fine. We're recording this ahead of time. That's fine. right. <laughs> now you know. Now you know. Now yeah. you guys know. Because, you know, it's summertime so, uh, here in, in here in Massachusetts, or actually here in general, here in the, uh, uh, in the northern, yeah, northern hemisphere. This, <laughs> exactly. And the east, the, the, yeah. east uh, the western part northern, of the world. No, the northern that's part of the world. Yeah. So there you go. Not the western. Well, the, nor- the, the north. The northwestern part of the world. That's well, yeah. where we are, man. That's right. We're in the west. That's right. <laughs> oh, Jeez. man. See, this is the problem we try to Jeez. record ahead of time. Um. Jeez, yeah, so we got we got so. some vacations planned, but we don't want to skip a beat. So we want you guys to have something to listen to every single week, and um, we hope you guys do too. So anyway, exactly yeah. right. So we, we'll get right into it this week. So what do we want? What do we want to talk about, Dave? Uh, well, as I alluded to in the in the intro, it's going to be a sticky situation. Are we talking like boards and you know Velcro and yeah. pedals and yeah. power supplies and all this stuff? This is going to be a gear uh, focused podcast, guys. So yeah, I figured like, you know, Dave and I love to talk about pedals and gear and guitars and amps 
But, you know, sometimes it's fun to talk about different things like the actual board you put the pedals on yeah. and what we're using, what we've seen out there, what's going on. And, um, you know, what we think are the cool things, what we'd like to maybe change about our boards, what, what kind of pain points we have with boards. I think everybody struggles with them, right, Dave, to some extent. Oh, absolutely. And you're always tweaking and you're always messing around with, you know, not only the pedals on the board, but like the layout of your board, the way the power supplies are working, yep. the cabling. Here's the it thing. All kinda, if it, all in. Yeah, it all kind of plays in. It all plays in. If you've ever put together a pedal board, is whether it be small or large, you know exactly yeah. what we're talking about. It becomes an obsession. You start moving things around. Things aren't right. <laughs> totally. Oh, it's just crazy. So the, the you know, <laughs> the lesson learned here is don't play guitar. Exactly right. Because you will go, because seriously, the board itself is a rabbit hole in and of itself. Oh, huge rabbit hole. And it's, an ex, and it's a large expense in and of itself as well. I mean, look, patch cables alone, you know, we're going to get there. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get through it all. If you're into pedal boards, we're going to go through all this stuff. So let's start with the board itself. Yeah, this, so when the you're board itself, about, I mean, you're already into a rabbit hole. You're, you're, you're already so far <laughs> into a rabbit hole. You might see the Mad Hatter and it could be Johnny Depp playing guitar. Did you it get could the, be Johnny Depp. Did you get it the reference? I loved it. Yeah, because he played the Mad he Hatter. He played the Mad well Hatter, done, and there you go. Hey, and you know, the, I and do what I can. weird Alice in Wonderland movie. That was weird. Really weird. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't enjoy that at all. It should have been Alice Cooper in Wonderland. <laughs> could have been like the Hollywood <laughs> he vampires. Yeah. And, he he does. He does a whole Alice in Wonderland thing. Anyway, anyway. Um, so yeah, so the board itself. So, so Dave, what do you like for, for pedal boards? Well, I know you, you, you're into temple boards. I love like, that. I got about why you like the temple. Board. I love the temple board because yeah. of the, 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 it, it really opens up so many different options. If you want to move a pedal around, it's really easy because there's so many yep. different holes you can, you know, you can filter your, your cables through. It makes cable management a whole lot easier. And for me, I mean, listeners of the pod, no, I am like OCD central over here. Or with totally ev- with is. everything totally is with totally am you with guys everything. only you, yeah. if you know let me just give the listeners some insights if you ever been in Dave's car <laughs> like Dave's car like you could eat off the floor of Dave's car <laughs> and I do and I and I sometimes no I not with the kids and what and what I always like to do is um when Dave and I go somewhere like especially when we go skiing and it's like early morning and we stop at Dunkin Donuts I always have to get the everything bagel so I get crumbs all over <laughs> Dave's car. <laughs> It's totally and it drives, and it drives, it drives me bonkers. No, not crazy. anymore. I used to. And then he has to like. I remember one time like pull over and get the vacuum. Way home you know. from skiing, and he pulled over to like a, one of those vacuum. Places. I did not. And he's like, vacuum is kind. No, you didn't no. do that. But it'd be funny if you did. <laughs> yeah, um, you wanted to though. I kind of wanted, wanted to, to. Yeah. So anybody, yeah, any yeah. listener of the pod knows that I'm very OCD with a lot of things, and so neatness, <laughs> organization. Did, did, Here's another thing, just a tidbit. Did you know how you go to like a car wash and there's like that like car uh, vacuum cleaner thing? Dave got one of those installed in his garage. <laughs> you know what? That's a great idea. I might actually have to do that. Because a shop vac not working so well with that. Yeah, I need to get one anyway, of those. So that gives, you, that gives you a sense of Dave. Would, All right, anyway, would I still have to swipe Dave, my sorry. credit card though? Um. Yeah, you have to install like a little credit card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway. Well, you can come yeah. over. I'd charge so, you. Anyway, yeah. All so right, thank you. So cable management becomes a thing in organization and how it looks, because let's be real. I mean, every guitarist is the same. It's really all about the, I mean, for a lot of players, it's about the look more than like, you know, the, the playability and the, and what the pedals do. It's and about both. It's about both. Yeah. No, it totally is about both. I'm just kidding. 
But so the temple board allows you to kind of, you can definitely keep things well organized underneath the hood, but it allows you to kind of hide a lot of that stuff at the same time. And I think it makes it so much easier that if you're going to switch something in and out, buy a new pedal, you want to kind of make a little bit of space. There's so many holes on this thing that you can easily kind of maneuver cables around. So I love it. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, so, yeah, I like that. You know, interesting. You know, maybe we can get into this now, but let's let's we well, you know we'll come back to that. Let's talk about the the board layout a little bit more. So absolutely having cabling options where, you know, there's a clean way to like route cabling on a board is very important. Yes. So the temple board with all those holes is really helpful. You know, pedal train is probably the industry standard in boards and that's like they have the slats so you can easily route cables. Um, I think the issue, the other thing that I think is critical in a board is space for power supplies. Yes. I think under the board for the cleanest thing, power supplies under the board. Absolutely. Some Some of those smaller pedal trains, they don't quite cut it. Yeah, and you have to be careful about where what kind of power supply you get and all that. We're That's gonna right. get into power supplies, but but you know, yeah, I like the I pedal like train, like the that, Nano. You can't fit a power supply underneath. You're that, not gonna so, put a no. power supply under that. Yeah, so so like to to have a board like to me like you know if you're talking like a medium sized board, not like a mini board. Um, you know, you really want a, a medium to large board. You want that space underneath so you can cleanly mount a power supply. So that kind of angled board that allows that. I think is really important. And most boards have that these days. Like the the companies have really caught on to that as a need. Um, what I really like, I, I have a Friedman board and yes, they're very pricey, but um, what's very cool about them is I bought it like as a package, which is like an integrated system. There's a very distinct spot that he made for the power supply that he sells a Friedman power supply. I have the medium size one. There's a 10, a 10 um, pedal power supply. And it very neatly like screws into the board, like it was made for. Yeah, it. your board. That's that's and, a great feature yeah. on that board. I love that. Yeah, and the other thing that they have is it has is um, what he calls I guess like a buffer bay is what it's called, and what that is is basically it it, it it's one it is a built in buffer in there, but there also is like r- r- routing for cables in there. So it's this idea that you only plug into, you know, you don't plug into the actual uh, pedals on your board. You can route the pedals through this, this, you know, this buffer bay and only have to plug in cables to like the side of the board as an example. Right. And it's a very clean look and a very clean way to do it. So I really love that approach to boards where you're not having to, you know, run like, you know, especially if you're using like a loop, you know, effects loop where you have to run four cables. This is a clean way. So like on my Freeman board, if I ran it with an effects loop, it's very clean, like four cables going into the side of the board and going out to where they need to go That's to warm right. the amp. And it's quiet so, as hell. Yeah. And it's very, and the power supplies are top notch and very quiet and, and really good. I'm going to get into that a little bit later with power supplies, but but I really like that uh, feature of boards. I think there's a board called the um, Rock Board that has mm-hmm. a similar approach where you can buy this kind of cable bay thing and route your cables that way, and it's built into the board. Uh, it's like a module that kind of has a. Sp- a specific place on the board itself. Well, Temple Board has board. these kinds of modules, yeah. but not exactly have that not exactly what you're talking okay. about with the Friedman. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But the only company I know that has a distinct thing like that is Rockboard, which is incredibly cool. Um, I also think the Schmidt array, array of boards. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Which it's your are, language? 
<laughs> so Schmidt Array, which if you guys are, are that pedal show uh, fans, you'll know about Schmidt Array. They are incredibly high-end boards. And, and if you ever watch the pedal show, I can try to, if you haven't watched that pedal show and you want me to describe them to you, I can try. They're basically like these boards that are really high-end made out of steel. And the way they are, and I think they do have this kind of patch bay as well in the board, but they have this thing that they're really made because um, because that pedal show does a lot of stuff with switching systems using MIDI or even just kind of analog switching s- systems. And I want to talk about that, too. And then there's like a hinge thing where you can mount uh, pedals on top and then it kind of opens up like a box and you can do your you can do your um, all your power supplies when uh, when you when you open it up. And also, um, you know, other pedals, if you're using a switching system, you don't need access to them on top of the board. So that's a really a versatile thing, yes. but they are mega money. Like, I think they start like the smallest one where you can fit like, you know, a handful of pedals is like a thousand bucks or something. I could be wrong. Don't quote me, but it's in, it's like above and beyond anything on the market that you can find out there today. You know, just the board, nothing else. So, um, what do you think about some so of these got, vertex yeah. effects boards? You know, with the with the double- I haven't seen them. Tell, well, because he does a them. well, because he does a lot of that like stacking, so like you can hide a lot of pedals underneath if you're not needing to access them very often or power supplies so that's, or whatever. That's, that's the, the same style, that same yeah. kind of style, but the, they're affordable. The Array style, yeah, but they're yeah. affordable. Yeah, so he's done something that's a little bit affordable. So, yeah. so that's kind of a cool thing as well. Is you know you can have that, and then it's really easy to kind of hide things in its. And what's cool about that thing is instead of going under the pedal board, because to flip over a pedal board can be kind of a pain. Um, oh, yeah. And, and so and so like this is like you can do all the stuff you would normally do under a pedal board. And it's just like a hinge and it just opens That's up right. like a box. Very so convenient. That, so, yeah. Hugely so, convenient. Yeah. So that kind of style is really convenient and very cool. Um, so I love that as well. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about power supplies, though. That that's that's the next big thing because power supplies are such a big part of. Oh, of it's a huge boards. it's a huge part. I mean, yeah. you, you, it's like a, a bad power supply is a total thorn in your side because because of the noise it's going to produce, or because you're not going to get good quality uh, tone out of your out of your guitar because you're you're not you, you didn't properly power the pedals. You know, right now, yeah, and, and yeah. some so you know, go ahead. I know where you're going with this. So, so I, I get on my high horse with this people. It, I see it all the time on Facebook. People are like, is this like cheap, you know, Donner power supply from Amazon good? And it's like, dude, you just spent like $200 no. on one pedal and you won't spend $200 on a power supply. Like what the hell is wrong with you? Get the good power supply. Spend the 200, <laughs> 300 bucks, whatever it's it so is. And get a good power. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of these posts. <laughs> Wow. You know? Why don't you tell us how you and really Dave feel? No, a, you're right because Dave, I, Dave I was, was the culprit, culprit on this. Dave, I was. Talk about totally your journey was. on this. Because I became, because because of Matt, because the person, if you're listening to this and so you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm pointing to the problem right here. It's him. It's him. He's the one that got <laughs> me into this because I got, I became pedal obsessed and because I want, you know, yes, you I'm did. just as guilty as everybody else where I'd rather have bought the pedal and go, yeah, yeah, I kind of want that pedal. Well, I really should spend the money on a good power supply. Yeah, I kind of want that pedal. And I would get the pedal. So for a while, I had some of these cheaper power supplies. And Matt's 100% right. I had like the noisiest rig in town. And in the room that I play in in my basement has recessed lights. So that doesn't help. 
And so yep, yep. it was a big issue until I finally invested in some in some isolated power supplies. And for me, it was the the Voodoo Labs. Um, I have an I, I got Voodoo an, Labs are, are Voodoo Labs are great. great. I got an ISO yeah. five. I got a whatever the I forget which with the seven and the and it's got that feature with I forget what you call it because I'm you know I'm, I'm an idiot like that where it's out with a dying battery kind of you can kind of mimic that. Like oh, dying battery cool. kind of thing, yes. yeah. Which I never, obviously never use, but like the volt, like you can mess with the volt. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. but it's great. So it, it's definitely quieted down my rig hugely. And uh, Matt's one hundred percent right. So just if you're thinking about buying all these expensive pedals or even just inexpensive pedals, but you're tired of the noise, just invest in an isolated power supply. There's plenty of them out there. You- Voodoo Labs and you know MXR makes the uh, the the ISO brick. MXR which is great. makes good. Which is makes good ones, you know, and then you get, you know, the Strymon stuff, which is good. Strymon, Zuma, yeah. I think it's called, you know, Ernie Ball. I actually have one from, from uh, Ernie Ball that I have on my board, my home uh, board, and it, it works great as well. So, like, spend the money on a good quality one. Don't cheap out. It'll save you so many headaches. You know, totally. so, so, um, so, you know, we talked about where you mount these things. And like I said, like if you get like a Freeman board, you might be able to get a specific one that actually fits directly in the board. I think pedal train has an agreement with, um, I don't know. What are they? Is it with Voodoo? I think pedal train has something that is kind of made to fit well with the boards. I forget who makes it. Yeah. 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 I um, mean, there's, there's different yeah. pedals, a lot of different pedals, yeah. uh, pedal boards, uh, have, you know, you can easily find anywhere online a recommended power supply that would fit the board or exactly you know if you're looking to yeah. do what matt's talking about and fitting something underneath there's certain boards that you simply can't do you know like we said but so maybe that's just not for you but if you don't have yeah, that yeah. many pedals and you're not going to expand your board then get a pedal board big enough that's if it's going to be flat enough and you can't get anything underneath just put it on top not a I'm big gonna deal give you- Exactly right. You put it on top and that can be clean as well if you do the cable routing properly. And I'll give you a couple of tips on cable routing because that's not that exciting. But I think zip oh, ties are your zip ties are your friends. The um the things that those little like sticker things that hold the zip ties on. Dave, do you use those? No, I do not. Actually those I don't use zip ties pl- at all. I um Oh okay. underneath my board I have uh, I just use a lot of Velcro straps. Okay. All right. So they're so kind of the same, way same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's the same idea. Like, so that's one way you do it where you don't have to use zip ties, but if yeah. you use zip ties in these little, like, these, these little like plastic tabs you buy and you can like stick them to the bottom of your board yep. and then run the cable zip right ties through and run the cable right through them. And you can have a really clean thing. I highly recommend. It looks so tedious those. though. That, yeah. um, it, it's tedious. Mason Marangella from Vertex love. Effects is, you know, obsessed with that and he does a great job. His boards always look so clean and I know he's not, you know, he, the, he's a little controversial in, in the uh, in the industry, but he he does a he does a great job with that kind of stuff. What we're talking about, but yeah, the, yeah, yeah. But the reason Very I use the Velcro, boards. I'll tell you, the, yeah. without the zip ties, is because if I want to move something around or change something, it's just you don't easy have to, get to get your rip clippers it off. Out. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, you don't have to get your clippers out. Yeah. So that's a that's a that's a pro tip there. I'll give you another pro tip. So this is something I came up with because when I started playing blues jams, I was like, you know, it'd be cool if I could bring a pedal, and uh, but I don't want to bring a whole board. So then what I did is I went on Amazon and I was like, how am I going to power a pedal? A lot of these pedals these days don't have a way to put a battery in like the like the Boss pedals have. A lot of them don't have that capability, especially the mini ones. So I found on Amazon just a 9-volt, you know, adapter, you know, like you're used to using when you use 9-volt batteries that, you know, plugs into the pedal. They're like 
$5 on Amazon. You get like three of them. And it works great. You get a regular 9-volt battery. If you just want to like show up to a gym and just have one pedal in front of, you know, a backline amp, you can do that. I've also put like if I, you know, I I only have like a five um, or six um a Voodoo Lab thing on my board. If I want to try new pedals, but I don't want to rip off another pedal, I'll throw it on there and, and click it in with the nine volt. Uh, so it's like so a unit. About it's it. like a unit. You pop it's one great. battery in, and then you can attach how many? What? It, how many? Just one pedal. It's just made for one pedal. Yeah, it's just made for one pedal because it's nine volts, so you can't really you can't pedal, really pedal. Power you can't really power much more. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know. So so I you know, and then you can like you know, you take it outside. Then you know, all of a sudden you got a battery powered pedal. It seems so uh, simple, but that's a cool little thing if you just want to experiment around with pedals and not have to worry about more things to plug in that's right a cool little little pro tip for you um so that's cool um but what about dave what about attaching pedals yeah exactly how do, how do we attach these things and, are you, you know, a velcro guy well that's you're the velcro that's the standard. No, you're no, not. I am not. I am a Velcro guy now. I was a Velcro guy before, but in between, I lived in the um, in the 3M dual lock world. Yes, the dual lock, which I'll I love. It's I great. Love it's great. Yeah. It ain't coming off. But I'll tell you, for the for the guy like me who's constantly moving things around and this and that, it crushes your fingers if you're trying to peel. A, if you're trying to get a pedal off, or you're trying to peel a dual lock off the temple board, which this is probably a little bit unique to the temple board in a way because it's, you know, it's metal and you stick the dual lock to it, which works really well, by the way. But yeah, yeah, Vel- yeah. I'll tell you, people say the Velcro doesn't work very well with these temple boards. It's fine. It's It hasn't of come off. Of course it's fine. It's yeah. totally fine. And it's a great way to do it. And it's funny that you're using Velcro with a temple board because the temple board, oh, the reason I, it has Don't get me those, started on this thing. The reason that don't temple board- Don't get me started. And, th- and there's other companies that have a similar thing, but the temple board has this thing where you like you are supposed to stick something to the back of your pedal and then it yep. like kind of locks into those little holes yep. on the temple board. So you yep. don't have to use Velcro. But to me, it's like part of the pain in the ass waste about, of time. Uh, Velcro is money that, maker. Is that you got st- to is that you got st- to stick it to your <laughs> pedals. That's. <laughs> It's like you still got to stick this thing to your pedal. So that's it's like, right. What what problem does this solve, guys? And I'll tell you, you what. Know, like I'll tell you what. If you're going to use now, now, I'm not bashing Temple Board in their in their system because it is a great system. If you want to have something completely reliable, you're a gigging musician and you don't want anything falling off. That's the way to do it. It's annoying. And if you're going to try annoying, to, yeah. it's annoying because if you're going to try to switch pedals, move things around, it becomes a huge hassle. The other thing is if you're somebody like me who's got a massive collection of pedals and you have another board going on, if I want to like yeah. move things on and off one board to another, now everything's all Velcro and it's just like, you know, your average pedal board. I can just like move one thing it's simple. to the next. Yeah. It's simple. So I feel like people have been trying to invent a better mousetrap with, with avoiding a Velcro, but the Velcro is just like for all these reasons we just the talked way about. way to go. It's so it's so convenient. I like dual lock quite a bit. If you know, like I have an HX Stomp uh, board and the HX Stomp is dual locked on there because it's not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. Right? That, I mean, dual <laughs> so lock I just, is great. So I just leave it on dual lock. But Dave is right. Like you essentially need a crowbar to get, I mean, literally you need some kind of tool to pry off you do. the pedals you that do. are on with dual lock. And, you know, then you get into this issues of like, you know, am I hurting my pedals? Am I, you know, you can't just rip them off by hand. It's very, it's very difficult with dual lock. But dual lock is, if you're, if you got a pedal that you know, like you really don't want it to fall off and or move, you know, because I still have the issue with Velcro, which I don't love about uh, Velcro where like, you know, it'll still move a little bit when I put it in my case and transport it. It annoys me a little bit. 
Um, so maybe I'll do lock some pedals there, but that, that's the other thing. Um, yeah, so I agree with you. I think, you know, Velcro is most popular for a reason. Now here's another question about Velcro. What goes on the pedal with, is it the hook or the loop that goes on the the board? And I never know what the hell the hook versus the loop. What the heck is that? You know, I understand. I know what it is, but I always mistake. I always mix up the two. Here's soft side is. is the loop. And the, the soft side is the loop. So the soft side is what goes on the board in my experience. That's right. Is that is that your And that's, that's my experience standard. too. That's the standard is the soft side is on the board. Now and, one, the, and the hard side is on the right. pedal. Now of course, yeah. you know, we, we are arguing a point that for for decades, you know, before like some of this <laughs> stuff came out, like before dual lock and all this stuff, people you know, professional musicians were traveling with this stuff for years and never had a problem. So of course, you know, this is like a first world musician problem, but one one thing about that dual lock though, is you're right. It's like, if you have like a fly rig or something and you're using dual lock, that is going, that stuff is going nowhere. It's going nowhere. I mean, look, like I said, like I have, I have the HX stomp uh, board. The stomp is dual locked. Everything else is Velcroed. I'll pull it out. Things get like twisted a little bit and that kind of stuff. But the, the HX stomp is perfect. As a move. You know, so so it's it's really nice. So so I like the dual lock for that reason. But I agree, like all these different boards, people have all these wacky ways to get stuff on boards other than Velcro. Velcro is the it's the best. Just just don't just don't try to, you know, resist. Don't resist the Velcro. <laughs> Just use Velcro. Don't resist the Velcro. Stick. I actually have a board. I have a board made by uh, Blackbird is the board company, Blackbird Boards. And it it, it basically has the um, the loop part on the, the pedal, the front, the front, you know, the top of the pedal board is, is the, the Velcro loop part. So you don't need the loop when you do uh, Velcro. You just do the hook part. Am I saying right. that correctly? Yes, I think yes. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, the hard part is you don't need the the soft part. It, that the, the pedal is already the soft part. So um, yeah, it's pretty. It, it, the board, I mean, is already the soft part. So that so that's pretty cool. I like it works well for me um, at home because it um, you know I can just move stuff around pretty quickly and it works pretty well without having to like you know mess around too much with it and lay down more uh, Velcro and stuff. So anyway, it's pretty cool. I think what so the guitar I dads are really that. saying here is uh, stick to the Velcro. <laughs> We are there telling you, you to stick to it, you know, stick to it, stick to it. Um, so that's that. So what about Kate? Let's talk about cables, Dave. Like what do cables? you, what are your, what are your favorite patch cables? How do you like to manage it? Anything like flat, be- anything flat that works well. Some of these Ernie ball flat cable, flat patch cables are good. These ESP, EBS, ESP, 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 yeah, whatever they are. Whatever those, those are great. Those are great. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, I can't remember the company, like the the name of the company, but um, uh, Philip Carter from the Forty Watt Podcast was posting about the these other flat patch cables recently that I wanted. Oh that yeah, I could, could consider trying. Um, but yeah, the flat ones are are great because you know you can really kind of get things nice and snug and close together and fit more on your board, which is really what we all want. Yep. yep. So I got from that pedal show. I got turned on to. The brand that they use, which is like the kind of build your own ones, the one we like you the kind solderless, of like, and you you cut the your so- own length. The solderless, and, yeah. you yep. cut your own length. And what's really cool, I forget what the brand is that I have. Um, I have to go look at it for you guys, but um, but um, you know, there's a bunch of these out there, just kind of you know the the solderless kits. But there's one in particular. The well, you're not talking about lava cables, right? 
No, that's no, that not solder. You got to solder no, those. It's don't something. You? To, you and these things are not like the kits themselves are like a hundred bucks, and you get like five or six cables out of them. So they're not they're not super cheap. No. But what's cool is that is is they're like super flat and super low profile. So like they're they're even more low profile than these things that Dave was talking about before. And and then you can do like the exact lengths you need. Like if you have a pedal, if you like, I have a thing where I'm going from top um, input pedals to side input pedals. So you need a little bit more of length to and do that's that. That's another it's, annoying yeah. thing we didn't touch on. Yeah. It's like all these oh, yeah. pe- the inputs and where they put the power jacks and the. And it's just like it's so it gets to be very difficult can when you're we trying agree? to organize. Just can, agree. Can we get can we get the pedal companies to agree all top jacks or all side jacks? Come on, guys. yes, one or the other. Let's all I get mean, on the same a, page here. But which one do you prefer now that we're on it? Top jacks. Always the top jack. Exactly right. I mean, top it's jacks. not a question. Top jacks. Top jacks, baby. I, I agree. Except, I mean, you know, there's a lot of great like boss pedals out there, which are all like side jacks, no, right? bosses so, are side. I mean, I have a bunch. Of, I'm looking at the board now. So my Keeley are the top jacks. The Wamplers are top jacks. Um, my Ryra is top jacks. JHS side jacks. Mm-hmm. JHS is screwing me here. Jam pedals. Yeah, but not for all their jacks. JHS doesn't do side jacks for all their pedals. It's just a few. They don't? Oh, okay. All no. right. You know, jam pedals, side jacks, my Friedman pedal side jacks, J Rocket Archer side jacks. Like, come on, man. Anyway, um, this is what we have to deal with. Oh, wait, wait, so, does it, wait a minute. Am I wrong? Does JHS do all side jacks? What's your morning glory? That's what I'm looking at. My morning glory is side it's jacks. Side jacks. And I'm looking side at jacks. The, I'm looking at the PG fourteen. Hold on one second. Side jacks. Oh man, am I wrong? My Thorpey effects is my Thorpey effects is is my Thorpey effects is um, top jacks. Nineteen eighty one is top jacks. Also, also top jacks. Yep. So so there so there we go. Um, yeah. So I like the top jacks. Like guys, come on. So anyway, let's see. Maybe we can agree on a standard, but. Now, who knows? There's a way that they like to build the the circuit, and that's how it goes. And you that's just right. have to deal. But that's why, like the solderless, build your own things, especially the low profile ones with the low profile low profile tops on them. I just think are just incredibly useful. And some people are like, "Oh, I have a problem with solderless." I have not had a problem with the solderless stuff. It works perfectly fine. Yep. That pedal show guys have been using it, so you know it's going to be good. And if you're somebody um, that's so, like pedal obsessed, yeah. and you're going to be buying a lot of these things, and you're not going to, and that, that way you don't have to worry about you know top jacks and side jacks. Not that that really factors into a decision when buying a pedal, but at the same time, when you do buy a pedal and you can't wait to use it, and then you realize you have to reorganize your whole damn board just because yeah. of, you know it's a side jack pedal, and you you know you used to have a a, a top jack pedal in that one location. Yeah. So it does get it does get to be a bit of a hassle. So it it definitely does. It definitely becomes a hassle. So so you know that's so there's that right. So so I I really like it if you can you know maybe you have a I I've seen some really clean looking boards on the internet that with all top jack pedals, Dave. So the pedals can be like oh, just yeah, flush against each other. It's so that's, cathartic when you see an image great. like that. Yeah. It's so <laughs> you know, guys. So post post uh, comment. Uh, on Instagram and uh, post post some of your boards to face to our Facebook group at Guitar yeah, Dad's yeah, we, podcast, we so we that. can see these yeah. things. We want to see your boards. Yeah, should, Show yeah. us your boards. So we've touched on a lot of things. Um, I'm going to hit you with something. To touch. I'm going to hit you well, with well, something. No, before you hit me with something, let's talk about one more thing about pedal boards. 
All right. Um, switching s- systems. Ooh, I have not tried so a switching ne- system. So neither but- of us, neither of us have switching systems on our boards. What do we think about switching systems? Is it cool? Is it needed? Is I it think, overkill? No, it, I don't think that, it's overkill is, at all. I think if you want to okay. be able to, if you want to be able to use like you know multiple pedals at the same time, right? I mean, isn't that one of the biggest advantages? Yeah, I mean that's the whole idea is that you right? create these loops. You create these you loops. Can, you create these loops that basically, like, if you think about, I mean, there's like, other advantage. There's other advantages to it as well, but th- that's the whole concept that we're talking about. Yeah, so, the whole concept is you don't tap dance. You set like, oh, yeah. I, I, I use this, this, um, this combination of pedals for like a bunch of songs. So I'm gonna one patch is gonna be that, and then I'm right. gonna have another patch with a different combination of pedals, and then you can get into. You know, if you use the the gig rig stuff that Dan Steinhardt has from that pedal show, then you can get into MIDI and program MIDI uh, pedals to have different settings on the pedals themselves, and and then you just get into unbelievably complicated uh, setups that will make your head spin. Talk about a <laughs> rabbit hole! Oh man, yeah, uh, I can't even imagine. I mean, obviously Dave and I aren't into this, but I mean, you think about it, if you watch like the, uh, uh, that pedal show, like pedal build, like one of the ones that was very complicated complex was josh smith's was incredible they did um they've they've done a lot like rabia they've done one from rabia they don't for a lot of people and you can go and look and see through the process you know they've done you know like dan and mix boards they've done a million um builds on that and it does get complicated but just like anything else once you learn it and you set your you you set your board the way you want it and your you know you have your patches set it it's pretty simplified, right? So it's yeah, not exactly that difficult. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the MIDI adds a real, like, real, you know, distinct, you know, complicating factor. But it, you're right. It, once it's set up, it's it's just works great. You know, it works so great. It's it's really a cool concept. Like, I, I've thought about it. Like, oh, you know, maybe I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go the MIDI route. But I thought about getting like one of the quartermasters, which is like a four pedal a four patch um, a switching s- system. Cause I think it would be cool. So like, you know, if you want to play a solo and you want to kick on overdrive delay reverb or something like, you know, you just hit one button instead of having to tap dance around a few things. Totally. So, true. Um, I think it could be incredibly useful as a thing, but it does add a complicated factor to your board. So You're right. and that's why boards are so great. Cause you can just go down like a million rabbit holes and it's so much fun. So but we enjoy hope we clear, your pedal boards. Enjoy your pedal boards. We hope we cleared this up for you because you know that every single one of you out there is having the same <laughs> kinds of problems that we are. So yes, yeah, yes, we know, we know. We hope so you guys you like that, that segment. Hopefully that was helpful. I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Well, now just to finish off this week's pod, I we are not big uh, top lists on this pod. We don't like to do a lot of top tens or top whatever yeah. it is. We don't do a it's, lot of those. It's so we're difficult. Not, That's why we're, we're not. It's yeah. so difficult. We're not a list kind of kind of you know kind of pod. But but <laughs> I'm gonna hit Matt with a surprise. Ah, oh, here we go. This this goes back to what I said in the intro. The uh, supplies party, kind of a surprise party as well. So okay, all right, Matt. Here you go. This is a bit of a All lightning right. round kind of thing, which we haven't done for a while, but I'm going to hit you with something. We used something. to do this. We used to do this on the early pods where we were like would surprise each other with lightning rounds. So this is this is that. This so. is kind of like a lightning round. And I'm going to set All this right, up for you. We are going to do a, modif- a modified top list. We are going to say, I'm going to say, give me the top 10 guitarists of the 80s. Okay. Oh, and here's God. your, here's your, cri- <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. So this here's your criteria. Impossible. Number one. They have to be a bit of an iconic name. So you can't give me a name that nobody knows. Number two, uh, they have to have influenced music, influenced rock music substantially. 
So again, you okay. can't give me all a right, name that right. not a lot of people know. And number right. three, and this is the most important criteria that you that you have to kind of fit into this. Okay, number three, you know, slash can't be automatically number one. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so I think top ten is going to take way too long. So let's just right. go. Top I'm going to give you a list. Hold on, I'm going to give you a list. You're going to give me. Okay, oh, fine. you're going to give me. Oh, you have it down. Okay, out of these, all right, out of these, so you guys, out of, this is out really of this surprise. I don't know what the hell Dave's doing. Out of this list of 10, you have to give me your top five. And we're kind of running out of time, so you're going to have to make it quick. All right. Boom. Here's your list. Okay. In no particular order, mind you, because I don't want to influence you. So I'll randomize this. All right. Okay. I'm not going to influence you. Um, All right. Let's hear it. Joe Satriani. Okay. Mick Mars. Richie Sambora. Mm -hmm. uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. The Edge. Kirk Hammett. Mm -hmm. John Petrucci, Nuno Betancourt, EVH, and of course, the Slash. <laughs> I need a top five. This, and the top I need five it is, now. This is, well, so it, it's easy because you got EVH as number. I put EVH in terms of like top, you know, influential, iconic. You could argue Slash is more than that now and has surpassed Eddie Van Halen. No, but in the, in, in the 80s. But in the eighties, stick to the decade. Eddie Van Halen just owned the eighties. Yep. Slash came much later in the eighties. No question. So like it has to be Eddie Van Halen. But so I would say first is Eddie, and I think second, you know, because they they came on like a freight train is definitely Slash. It just is. Okay. All right. Um, Yeah. I can respect that. And then I would go. I'm trying to rethink of your list there, Dave. Um, I you know, and then after that, I would definitely say Stevie because his heyday was the eight. People forget. His, his heyday his was the heyday 80s. was yeah. the 80s. So then I would definitely say Stevie. You could even argue, a lot of people are probably not going to agree with you and say you put Stevie ahead of Slash in terms of the 80s, in terms of influential, but, you know, that's what bore, that, you know, Slash came from the 80s and he's just one of the most iconic guys ever in, that ever played the guitar, honestly. So, um, you know, but then Stevie, who is as well one of the most iconic okay, guys. Okay, so you're putting Stevie number three. All right, who's number, number four? Number three, and then who, who, you run down the list again. Oh, we got we got Nuno, we got Petrucci, we got uh, Kirk Hammett, we got The Edge, um, we got uh, Satriani and Mick Mars, Richie yeah, Sambora. Yeah, so I would say, so I would say definitely, I, I think, you know, even though I'm more of a fan of U2 than I am a Metallica, I'm going to put Kurt Hammett up, right up there. Oh, wow. Um, as okay. number As number four. Oh, I and did not I, expect I, that. Yeah, yeah. In terms, you know, and this is the thing. This isn't just my personal opinion. This is the criteria that you laid out in terms of like what right. are the influential, what's the kind of iconic, and you know, you can't deny that Kirk Kirk Hammett is that. And then, and then I would say the Edge because that's another iconic band that really that's came right. to, into okay. the heyday, right. heyday in the eighties, right? Like, so I think overall, if you're looking at '80s all encompassing and not just like hair metal, I think we we should talk about top five hair metal. But maybe we do that another. Oh, time. you could eat, yeah, um, another time. So so let's um, review your list. You said in 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 order: number one, Eddie Van Halen. No, we're going to back that up, right? So we said Edge number five, Kirk yep. number four. Yeah. You put um, who did you have at number three? Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Vaughan. You had Slash at two, and of course the great late. The late great Eddie Van Halen, Eddie number Van one. Eddie Van Halen, number one. Yeah, you, you got to put Eddie number one. No, no, I'm trying to think. Are there other people that I would have put on your list? I think you know. You did, did you say Steve Vai on your list? I did not. No, I just try. Yeah. I was trying to keep a top. I was trying to keep it at ten, so you can narrow it down to, to five. And I struggled to not 
put Vi on. I, I think but. I think Vi, you could argue Vi was more influential than um, Satriani because Vi played with with David Lee Roth in his solo days. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you, you kind of can't really forget that Vi really really contributed to the '80s big time. Then, um, so so there's that. Um, you know, uh, so yeah, I'd probably put Steve Vi ahead of Satriani. A lot of people might be yelling at me right now, but. Hey, comment. You know, and then comment and then there below. are and then there are so many iconic hair guys, like we touched on a few episodes ago. You know, I think you got to put uh, George Lynch up there. You got to put guys like Mick Mars. You you mentioned Mick Mars. I put Mick. I on think the Sam list, Bora. Yeah. I think Sam Bora is very put Sam underrated Bora on the list. Yep. as an '80s guitarist. I think he just wrote some iconic stuff and riffs. Um, and mind you, this was not my top ten. By any stretch, no, no. It was I, just I know, no, ten I know. iconic yeah. guitarists, and I want if you had to pick you from wanna, that yeah. list, it's give a different me your top exercise. Five. Yeah, yeah, different exercise. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think like you know, like Warren D. Martini, you know, has got to be up I mean, there with what he did. It just becomes um, such a mess. Yeah, exactly. There's like there's so many amazing. You know, if we're talking about hair metal, we can go down that road as well. There's, there was just like a, a bunch of just amazing guitar players. But anyway. Yeah, but that's where I would leave it, Dave. That's where I'd There's go. a list. All right, well, if you, do is. you agree? Do you disagree? Comment below. Come join us on Facebook because we're going to be posting this here. So if you're watching this, you're watching it on Facebook or you're watching it on Instagram, let us know. Do you guys agree with Matt? Do you agree with me? Did I did I give Matt an, uh, enough of a list yeah. to Was choose Dave's from? Did I leave somebody off? Good. Yeah. yeah. I think Dave suck? left off Steve Vai. I think he left off Steve Vai. I think Steve Vai is much more influential um, I think he left off some of the hair metal guys like George Lynch as an example. Just an example. Yeah, an it's, example. A, it's a good example. You're, you so might there be you right. go. So there right, you go. So but, comment but I, below. I think, but I think the top five is, if you're talking about 80s all-encompassing, that's probably the case. Um, yeah. That top five we just came up with. But I'd love to I hear everybody's- I think I would have to agree. I'd love to hear everybody's thoughts. So here we go. There it is, Dave. Is that it? There we go. Let's, uh, yeah, let's wrap on that. So thank you to all our listeners. Thank you to uh, everybody following on the Facebook group at Guitar Dads Podcast. Come check us out there at Guitar Dads Podcast on Instagram. Please, 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 when you listen to our podcast, hit that follow, subscribe, or whatever they ask you to do, one of those kind of deals so you don't miss an episode. Another thing, just interject here, you know, go and leave us a review on, um, on iTunes, on on pod the podcast yes, app on Apple, leave us a we review. Would, that would help us out a lot if you're if you're so inclined. Please yes. do that. Yeah, yeah definitely. We yeah. Would, we would appreciate anything you do with likes and follows and subscriptions and, and tell your friends. You know, because yeah. this is definitely a growing thing, and we're having a great time. We love interacting with all you guys, and we really appreciate you guys listening each and every single week on the Guitar Dads podcast. But for now, that was this week's Guitar Dads podcast. Keep rock alive. Catch you guys on the flip.